So welcome everyone to uh, the present show with uh, Mindful Pat and Lele. Hey Lele. Hey Pat. Welcome everyone. So today on the show we have Miss Bree Robinson, who is not only a great public speaker and influential person, but she's also an author of this amazing children's book. Uh, she's sort of an expert on fear, you know, teaching uh, people how to combat fear and deal with fear and she has a lot of experience we wanted to have her on the show and talk a little bit about herself what mindfulness is for her and of course leave us with some tips or tricks thanks for having us or thanks for being on the show Bree. good to have you yeah of course i'm really excited and and just hoping that um you know my story and what i view mindfulness will hopefully leave people just with some encouragement with whatever step and walk uh, they are at in their journey of discovering mindfulness and what it is to them perfect so tell us a little bit about the, the speaking stuff that you do. Is it related to the book or are there two different things? Yeah, so some of the opportunities that I receive are related to the book. Um, like I said, the, the, the book actually itself is more so um, geared towards children. So it is more of a family resource and it can be, but uh, I get a lot of one-on-one -on -one experience with kids as well as in group environments and really just coaching them through um, you know, realizing that a fear, fear is real. It's a real emotion, but how do I move forward from that and not let it affect everything that I do? So it's really helping them overcome those things and move through that struggle and battle that, you know, I believe that if kids can get it figured out as, you know, they're young, it's as less impactful when they're an adult and, and going through maybe some bigger or, or rougher fears. Um, so I do speak a little bit on that. Um, and then as far as everything else I do is speaking, I also do some training and development for some of um, our teams. So I'm heavily involved uh, in a church in San Diego, California, um, and I get to do a lot of our training and team development. So, um, you know, really find where our strengths are, our weaknesses are, and, and where we can come together and really excel um, overall and just produce better results when it comes to our relationship with parents, kids, um, and just overall uh, what we do. So that's a little bit more like the speaking that I get to uh, participate in. Yes. It seems like uh, there's really only two big topics in the world and it's love and fear. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're addressing fear, I mean, that's like half, right? I mean, everyone knows what fear is. Everyone experiences mm -hmm. fear. Is there a difference between how kids deal or react to fear versus adults or? Yeah, that's actually a really great question. Um, so when it comes to fear, actually, uh, I would definitely not say that responses are necessarily different because we're all still human. So just because a kid is a kid, it, it may be, um, I think the question, the way to answer your question is that kids have more of the basic foundations of fear. Whereas an adult, you build a lot of your fears based off of that foundation. So for example, um, I'm fearing, uh, you know, I fear the dark or something like that. And then you start as an adult building all these things. Well, because I fear the dark, this and, and building all these reasons and things on it. Or if you fear, let's just say you didn't get picked in. So you have a you pick during, um, you know, let's just say, uh, you're doing a sport or kickball and you need to get picked for a team. Okay, well, now you've established the fear of reject, reject, rejection. As an adult, the fear of rejection is actually one of the most crippling things um, in root that many adults even have, and it affects relationships. So then you start establishing fears. Well, if I don't do this, then I won't be accepted, and then because I fear rejection, so you start you know, adding on to the layers of that. So as a kid, it's really just addressing the basic um, you know, parts of fear and really helping them 
navigate through that. So, hey, I feel this way, um, but how do I acknowledge that it's true and helping parents? Because I think sometimes um, parents, mentors, teachers, you know, kid can tell you, oh my gosh, I'm afraid of the dark. And you're like, okay, well, don't be afraid of the dark. And it's just not how, you know, it's not how it works. So it's helping friends, you know, it's helping the, those family members and, and people just be like, that's a real fear. It's a real thing. Now let's work towards, you know, practical things to help you really get, um, you know, uh, unafraid essentially, and, and really just tackling the fear head on. So not ignoring it, not telling it that it's not aware or it's not around, but saying, Hey, this is a real thing. Now let's start working through that thing together. So I would say that's more so just the difference as kids, it's more foundational. And as an adult, uh, you've built, you've had years of building upon those foundations of fears that are set normally when you're a child. And uh, interesting what you said. So uh, we, we talked about darkness, right? So, and mm-hmm. I always have a question: Why do we fear the dark? I mean, why do we give always a negative connotation to the unknown? Like you might also think, you know, instead of thinking, you know, there are monsters or zombies in the darkness, <laughs> yeah. it might be, you know, there are uh, hidden treasures or amazing things. So, why, as a natural, as a humans, and also my kids are the same. They're scared because they think horrible things are there, but why instead we don't take the positive side? So it's something in our nature or? Yeah. I mean, I think that's really just like, and it's an unawareness. Um, I wouldn't be as bold to call it like in ignorance, but definitely an unawareness just like of, of, uh, of darkness. I think it's more so just us being more so afraid or, or caught up where there's lack of light. So if I were to be in a dark room right now, my concern is, Oh my gosh, what is there in the dark? And it's just an unawareness of like, well, there could be nothing in the dark and it's totally fine and it's a safe environment, but I'm caught up in the fact that like, I think there's supposed to be light. Um, and I think it's more so just, yeah, an unawareness or a misunderstanding of, of light and darkness and really like the power that each has, whether it be um, in a spiritual sense or even just in a natural, like the dark, like you said, the dark isn't always bad. We can view it as actually an exciting thing of things left to be discovered. Or as, you know, I think a lot of times of, if you look at it from a perspective of more so, hey, there's a bunch of darkness and how can I look at, you know, areas that actually can bring light to this? And I think that sometimes it's, we just don't think it that way. Sometimes our default, and that could be uh, generational. It could be um, just things that we're brought up in is like our, our default is let me look at the negative. And not all people are like that. You have kids that are like, I love the dark, right? And then you have kids that are like, I am so scared. Uh, it's, and fear can be, you know, sometimes a generational thing. Just like if you're, uh, if you as a dad say you're afraid of spiders and all the time as your kid's growing up, you express these fears towards spiders, your kid may have never been afraid of spiders, but then adopt, you know, adopted that fear because you explained that it was something that was scary to you. So sometimes fear can be um, you know, generational or passed down as well, even if you're not in- intending it for it to be. So if you, because I'm, I'm trying to like think now how you know, mindfulness relates to, to fear and I think mm-hmm. the more we become aware and mindful, then we, we sort of notice that fear, that emotion arising, right? So, okay, mm-hmm. I'm approaching a dark room. There I see a spider in the corner. And then, okay, fear is coming up right now. I'm starting to think thoughts associated with that. But if you're able to sort of be aware of that situation happening, those emotions arising, you can decide, right? Am mm-hmm. I going to you know, wind up and get really scared? Or am I going to breathe and relax and, you know, focus on something else? Uh, What do you think? 
No, I think that that's a, I mean, a perfect explanation of, of how mindfulness affects that. Um, and really, I think mindfulness and emotions in general, and, you know, kind of like you said, jumping into part of my story, that's something that even in a season, I mean, I wrote the book, let's just say two years ago now, um, but even in a season recently of figuring out, of being intentional about that mindfulness of being like, okay, I'm feeling, let's just say anger, or I'm feeling this, or I'm feeling fear, and, and just being aware in the moment of feeling it and being like, okay, is this really something that I need to respond with this emotion about? So I accept the emotion. I understand that it's there. And then I really start asking myself, like, is this a place that I want to stay? Is this how I want the rest of this present moment to be, right? So let's just say you're with a friend, you're getting coffee, something gets said. And in that moment, you're, you know, you're thinking uh, in your mind, like, you're upset. And it's like, do I stay there and let this ruin right this moment and future moments or do i allow myself to really move past that thing and say okay that didn't feel good that actually was a bummer but you know what i'm going to choose right now like you said to concentrate or to choose peace or to choose to focus on different in the situation or know that one my feeling was valid but now that i register that it's valid in this present moment i can move forward from it so i think that that's really great of uh, what you said it's taking fear and it's saying hey that's a really real fear that i'm feeling right now not a fan of that spider in the corner, but you know what? I can choose to remain calm. I can choose to breathe it out. I can choose to chill out and, and, and move past that fear. And honestly, I think mindfulness can be a really great tool, um, you know, to anybody dealing with fear to really help them not be overtaken or overcome by the feeling of fear, because there's people, you know, um, that sometimes live their life paralyzed by fear, like people who will never step foot in airplanes or airports just because of this fear, this idea, really this concept in their mind that this fear is so much bigger than it is. And I think mindfulness can play a really awesome part in helping people get the healing and breakthrough that they need when it comes to certain fears of saying, hey, that's a really real thing that I'm feeling. Now I can choose and I have the decision to not let it overtake me or overpower me, but I can choose to move forward from it now that I recognize that I'm feeling or thinking about it. So, uh, and uh, so to, to make uh, an application, like uh, mm -hmm. I imagine that my, my normal evenings are like, I, I have two little fellows, right? That they're sleeping. And at some point my daughter that she is four years old, she calls me and she says, daddy, I'm scared. Uh, please turn on the light of the bathroom that is actually mm -hmm. in front of the room so that they have a little bit of light so they are able to sleep, right? Mm -hmm. Is it a right thing to do to turn on the light or I should instead more, uh, you know, ask them to focus on their fears? So what would be the best solution to start <laughs> to make them more mindful about their emotions and so at the same time less scared about what is around them? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's honestly a really awesome question and that's, I love getting to work with parents, really the practicality of, of it, because it's really easy to be like, okay, this is what it is, and then not offer, you know, solutions. So I get to work actually with families a lot, and um, a lot of what I come from as far as solutions that I've seen the most beneficial all have to do really from my Christian um, background, and it's... Um, not only working through like that mindfulness of just being like, Hey, this is a real thing, but also kind of the Christian mantra of like, let go and, and give it to God or let go and let God. And that's something that, um, kind of registers with mindfulness as well as like letting go in that moment and giving it away because then I'm not focused on it in my present. And with kids, uh, as far as what we teach, so my book is based a lot on how we can walk with God through our fears. And when we do that, um, it's actually teaching. So let's just say my response with your child would be teaching her her authority 
Um, and so there's an authority that we have over darkness or over fear. Um, you know, in the Bible, it actually says like, so we have the authority to trample over darkness, trample over, you know, all these scorpions and things. So what that means, if I have a fear or something comes up, my response is, okay, I'm fearful, but I can say, so my book, the title is Be Gone Fear. So teaching kids, be gone fear because I know this. So it's establishing the truth. It's establishing the characteristic of God, but even like, hey, be gone fear. I know that I'm important. So you can even take it, I think, into the, um, you know, if you want to take kind of the religious aspect out of it of more so like speaking life. So the solution that I would give would be, um, just teaching her to say no to fear, say no to fear of the darkness, be gone fear of the darkness, because I'm brave. I am strong. I am confident. You know, I am, I am free of fear. You know, I can go to bed and like, it's teaching her really to equip her with, with words and things I think will carry her longer than, um, you know, just the present moment. Like if you can get your daughter to speak, like I am bold or I am courageous or I am strong, um, you know, as she's four years old, then those are going to be, you know, really things that she can carry into her adulthood when things come her way or when she's having a moment of insecurity, you know, in front of a mirror or whatever, like she can, you know what, I'm courageous. Like I'm worth something. I'm powerful. I'm bold. So really like, I think an empowerment to it of saying, yes, I'm fearful of this, but you know what, dad, like, I'm, I'm not afraid of the dark because I'm courageous and nothing can hurt me. You know, it's really just getting her to, to believe in herself. And, and then obviously from the religious aspect to really focus in on God and the authority that he allows us to have over fear um, when he defeated the darkness and, and all of that. So that was, I think, hopefully answers your question and parents who have that question as well. Um, you know, from a spiritual aspect to give it to God, allow her to know her authority in God. And from, um, you know, taking that out of the perspective, it's also giving her empowerment uh, and operating, really speaking life into her situations and just saying like, this is who I am. Um, and I don't need to be afraid of this. I think uh, another like uh, tip, and I think it goes generally for all kinds of fear is to, is to train fear, or exercise fear. If, it's great. Yeah. If you're afraid of something, you know, expose yourself to, little bits and tiny pieces of that fear, right? And sort of more controlled micro environments where you can sort of test and keep raising those limits of the fear. So if you have a gigantic fear of the darkness, you know, maybe have one light on or just one of those mm -hmm. uh, lights in the corner. Or for me, it was public speaking. So trying to keep, you know, exposing myself to a bigger, bigger crowd in order to sort mm -hmm. of break that. But, uh, Fear is essential, right? We've evolved with it. It's there for Yeah, we need it. <laughs> and uh, mm -hmm. trying to stop it completely, or if you're not afraid of anything, I think that's like definition of psychopath, a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we definitely, I think that's, uh, you know, beautifully said, like it's something we need. And, um, you know, we were designed to have it. And I think it has a benefit, just like you should have a healthy fear of falling over a cliff so that you're not stupid and choose to, you know, fall off a cliff. <laughs> You know, so there's there's definitely protective boundaries that fear can can help us set, but there's also you know the the other side of it as well of really just um, allowing fear to make us who we are, which is essentially overcomers and people that do have um, you know the potential to really raise and and like you said, when you come against something of just walking through it and taking steps, you know, so like it could be okay, I have a couple lights on. Now I have two lights on. Now I have one light on. And then one night you're like, okay, I'm going to be real brave and I'm going to turn off the last light and just try it out. You see how it goes. 
you know, and it's just giving yourself too. I think, um, really just like giving yourself an encouragement, like I can do this. And, um, even if I fail, and I think that's a big thing and, and people have a fear of failure, but it's like allowing yourself to be okay with failing in your journey of figuring out fear and navigating through fear. Um, and there's moments even where I have, let's just say, um, in my, in my current season of life where I'm having coming up with different fears, actually with vulnerability, which is rooted essentially in the fear of rejection. So a, a foundational fear that didn't get figured out. Now I'm, you know, kind of really going through the healing process, getting to the root of that. But if I have a fear of vulnerability and I have a moment where I fail and I choose to not be vulnerable and afterwards I'm sitting at home, like, Oh, like I messed up. I had an opportunity to say what I was feeling or thinking. I didn't take it. Like in that moment, if I were to stay stuck in my fear, I would then choose to never be vulnerable again, which is really not going to get me anywhere. It actually takes me away from connection with other people. And it takes, which is what we were designed for is to connect with people. Right. So I would be literally taking uh, myself out of the game essentially. Whereas if I say, Hey, you know what? I failed that moment. I wasn't vulnerable and I had an opportunity to, but instead of letting this paralyze me and become a deeper fear, I just need to allow myself to really like, even next time around, say maybe something small and allow that small thing to become a gateway to allow me to say bigger things. So that's like a personal example in my own life of something that I have to walk through when it comes to fears. You know, there's moments where I've chosen to be really bold and vulnerable and other moments where I've been scared in my boots and it's just choosing to, to, to know as well. Um, you know, how to walk that out. And then I think as well, not only with that, but with other fears. So if it's afraid of the dark, whatever, um, you know, just like Lele, like your daughter could trust you to walk through that fear because she knows you and you have relationship with her. And there are fears that sometimes we need people's support to be able to walk through with us. So that's why my book, um, it's not only for kids, but it's really a family resource um, because there are fears that kids have and they don't talk to their parents about and there would actually be so much freedom if kids brought those fears to their parents so their parents could help them navigate them um just like if there's a fear that i have and the people in my close circle don't know about them it's going to be very hard for them to support me and encourage me um, but if they're around me then they can support me give me the encouragement i need to to work through that fear and i think um you know that's very helpful as well when it when it comes to that um, it's just having the right people surround you and support you in whatever that you're choosing to do or overcome. Cool. Uh, is it fear connected always with the future? Or because this is the present show, of course, right? So mm -hmm. the, 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 let's say, uh, is it always like a future thing that might happen to us? That's why we are scared? Or is it also the past or it's also the present? What, what do you think? My personal opinion, heck yeah, we are so wrapped, like, and I'm coming from myself, like, I can be very hard to have, like, a comfort in now, and I think that's why something, you know, kind of was telling you, Pat, is, like, I'm, mindfulness is sometimes something that I'm doing not even without consciously thinking about it, because I've had to choose to um, in the past, and it's just kind of become something that's a part of what I've done, because for the longest time, I'd be so caught up in, like, the future of what can be, or what will be, or that I would not be, you know, content in my moment. I would not be content with the people. Like I would be spending time with people and then be like thinking about an event that's happening, you know, two weeks down the road. So I'm missing out on a moment of being present, which, um, you know, really affects even the people around us. And when we're so caught up in what's next or what can we do or who we become, we really miss out on the now. And I think, um, you know, even one of those things as well is if we can't be, Really, I think mindfulness as well helps us be give a hundred percent of ourselves. And if we're wrapped up in the future, 
character, then we can't be 100% of ourselves. This means we're actually doing a disservice to not only ourselves, but to our relationships and to the people around us. Because if I can't be 100% with where I am right now, if I can't acknowledge what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, or what I'm processing, how can I actually... Um, you know, give the person or relationship or, or person the thing that I need. And as I've led even in children's ministry, as I've done trainings and development, I found that if I'm consumed with my next to do or what else is on my list, that I'm actually um, not really benefiting my team. I'm not benefiting the people that I'm around um, because I'm not a hundred percent and I'm not present and fully focused. And, but when I found in the moments where I can, you know, really look at the moment as what it is and be present and hear my team. Cause sometimes even when we're talking, we're thinking of right, the next thing that we can be saying, but if we're present and actually listening, I found that I've actually been a better resource. I've been a better trainer. I've been a better developer when I can stay present in the moment and actually listen. Because when you can actually listen, I believe you're going to catch up on different things and catch things that probably you wouldn't normally be hearing from them or seeing from them if you're in like a whole different, um, you know, headspace. But if I can be here, then I can actually hear what you're saying. I can understand your question and I can answer it to the fullest of, of my ability. Um, and I think that you know, when we though are caught up in our future, we start developing, like you said, all these crazy fears. And, and there are fears that can be very much present fears, but a lot of them have this futuristic because it's like, well, if I do this, what happens? If I, you know, if this, if this, if this, what is going to happen? So we get caught up in all these potentials of the future that we don't actually sit in, in the now. So as well, actually, I can do this fear. I have no idea what's going to happen, but I can do it. But if I'm in the present moment, I'll see what happens in my present moment. Instead of dreaming up all these ideas and concepts of us tackling fear, we could be like, actually, I can just choose to do it right now. And I have no idea what's going to happen, but I'm going to be okay with right now. And then there could be a really great result that you have no idea about. But if you choose to be present, then you'll see it, you know? Yeah, if you're... I would say fear can be both future and past because in the mm -hmm. past, you could be like, oh, I remember I was afraid then. And, you know, you're kind of contemplating that. And of course, right, as we just agreed in the future. But if you're really present, you're really aware right now, fear fear doesn't e exist, right? It, it's something that, mm -hmm. that comes from within. It could take over and sort of take over your presence, but present itself is not fearful. Uh, three, share with us. Uh, a, a tip or a trick or a practice that, that you recommend for people to, to be more aware, to be more present mm -hmm. in the relation to, you know, when fears arise and they do every day. Yeah, I think that's a, uh, you know, great. And I think I was really thinking about this the last couple of days, um, you know, that we are chatting about this. And one of the key things that I realize is if I'm, and I guess kind of advice, if I'm, if I'm worried, then I'm not present. Um, and so if I'm, if I'm caught up in worry of the future or worry of, of what will happen when something else happens or this fear, if I'm caught up in that, then I'm actually not in my present in, in the present and I'm actually not being mindful. And I, so I guess my encouragement would be is when you find yourself worried about what will happen or what can be, is it's to take that focus off of that and, and find yourself, you know, find your key things, find, um, you know, like kind of what you're saying is there, you know, there's some people that do breathing techniques to help them out to recenter themselves in that moment. So do whatever 
mindfulness looks like to you. But I would say in that, in your journey to operating in mindfulness, if you're worried or if you're freaking out about something and you're actually, you know, you're too caught up in the future, which is obviously the opposite of what mindfulness is meant to be. And I think that that's something that's more so like, um, a red flag that I've caught for myself is when I'm saying that I'm on the wrong track. So it's just saying, Hey, I just saw this red flag. You know what? Let me reshift my eyes. Let me focus. Let me take a moment to breathe, take a moment to, to sit in this present moment and not worry about tomorrow, not worry about, um, you know, how this is going to play out or how this is going to happen, but let me be secure and set in this moment with who I'm around, with what my current, you know, goal and objective is and, and how I'm feeling in this current situation and not, you know, in a month from now or in a week from now or tomorrow. Um, and I, and I think that hopefully that will help people. If you're worried, if you're stressed out, it's because you're thinking about the future and you're not in the right now. I really like that with the, with the flag, with the red flag, you know, and then using yeah. something to, to anchor you back to the present, whether that's an item, a breath, mm-hmm. sound, or, or whatever it is. Lele, any last words, last thoughts? Uh, it's, uh, it's cool. I think, you know, uh, if we are able to overcome our fears, right, considering that uh, many of us are not only, uh, you know, living in, uh, only with their families, but they're also working at the same time and doing something, working on projects, creating something and so on. If we are able to overcome our fears, we are able as well to do things in a better way because mm-hmm. our energy and brain thoughts and everything are focused on, on that. So. Uh, there is a lot to learn from it and the first point is uh, what you said is realize that it exists realize that we are we have fears that is totally normal and uh, yeah and this will make us uh, happier perhaps human beings right yeah I love that I definitely agree and um, I think if people can just really choose to do that and and choose to overcome their fears and know that they, it can really help them be a better version for not only themselves, but for others, I think it'll be really impactful uh, across the board. Excellent. Thank you so much uh, for coming to the show, dedicating your time to, to us and all our viewers. If you want to find out some more information about Brie and the things she's doing, you could of course check out the links below. And uh, as always stay present, train your fears and enjoy your life.